there are 12 stories that we normally are experiencing or re-experiencing over and over throughout our lives on the basis of what happened between one to seven. These 12 stories are the following. Abandonment, rejection, betrayal, abuse, sickness, tragedy, war, a disaster that happened, a persecution, poverty, a birth defect, or an accident. So there are normally about these 12 stories. Abandonment, rejection, betrayal, abuse, sickness, tragedy, war, natural disaster, family persecution, poverty, birth defect, or accident. Any of those 12 stories then replicate our lives, at, replicate in our lives as what we're experiencing. Some of us, we call it anxiety. Some of us, we call it um, social anxiety disorder. So it replicates in, in our personalities and in our lives in different ways. Once again, I tell you, getting in touch with these concepts, they're not comfortable, but they're revealing. And we need the revelations so we can heal. So... Those who are able to walk through the dark night of the soul and understand that it's part of the process will discover the heaven of bliss at the end, which is knowing that the whole journey is the case. But anyways, abandonment is the first story. If, if your story of abandonment says this, um, somebody I loved in my life at some point stopped loving me. Right. And because or somebody I loved in my life at some point detached themselves from me. That's abandonment. Now, a lot of these are not just physically. Sometimes it could be emotionally, physically. So do you feel like you've been abandoned? Once again, disclaimer, you're going to feel sensations in your body. I want you to remember to go back to your presence by using your breath whenever if you feel any amygdalin scripts, which are stress and anxiety sensations that come up when we something hits the amygdala memory of a past pain i need you to breathe in breathe out and then you can say i i am observing that okay so abandonment somebody who you loved either withdraw their love or their presence from your life so you feel abandoned that's abandonment. Now, the opposite of somebody leaving by choice or just by life circumstances is somebody saying, I don't accept you. Or you feeling like they said that. So rejection. So what some of our stories is I've been rejected, right? Some people, um, I've been denied. I haven't been accepted. That could be from the childhood playground, like from the from the time when you ask somebody, can I play with you? And they're like, nah, we don't want to play with you. You got the cooties. <laughs> right. From the like rejection is from the moment you was in the playground and you somebody you ask somebody, can I play with you? And it was like, nah, we don't want to play with you. You got the cool. Whatever it would be saying, kids be saying that's a rejection. Or you can feel rejected by your own family. Like some of us, we feel like the sheep of the family. 
or the oddball, right? And that bleeds into our adult life. So rejection, have you been have you felt that and is that your story? Betrayal. Betrayal can go with abuse. But betrayal is I depended on you for love, trust and harmony and you gave me the opposite. You gave me this choice. You gave me this But you you took my life. Well, okay. This is how our mind would say it. Okay, by the way, this is not how it is. This is how our mind would say. Grand rising, everybody. Grand rising, Amina. Shout out to you. Our mind would say this. I endowed you my love and trust. I gave you my heart and you gave it away. That's the sum total of betrayal. Abuse. Abuse is you obstructed you obstructed my field without my permission. So betrayal is I gave you my love and you took it away and you gave it away. Um, abuse is I didn't give you my love, but you tried to take it anyway. Right? Betrayal is I gave you my love and you gave it away. Abuse is I didn't give you my love or my things. And you try to take it anyways. I didn't give you my life or my mind. or, or, or But you try to take it anyway. Sounds like what the devil tried to do to you. That's abuse. It could be physical, emotional, sexual. It's almost like somebody tries to take over your own power. Sickness. Now sickness, remember I said sickness is disharmony. To be in disharmony with nature, nature doesn't have... Oh, you're a good person or a bad person? No, nature doesn't have that. Nature has, are you in accordance to my laws or are you out of accordance to my laws? And nature also has it, I have my own laws. So regardless if you're according to it or not, this is it. And sometimes we have to deal with that. What do I mean? Sometimes genetically you're born with a disease. You're born with a sickness. But other times is what you did to get yourself out of alignment. But sometimes it's just that you were born with it. But remember, this is a story. This is part of you. This is your story, but it's not you. I want you to remember this. This is a story. This is your story, but it's not you. That means that you're not your story. Okay, I am not my story. I am the I am in the story. I want you to remember this. Because what you're doing is you're not saying that, oh, I'm not accepting my story. Or I'm foregoing my story. Or I'm, I'm just, man, I'm ashamed of it. That's not what we're doing. We're saying this, the story is mine. I am not the story. I want, if you... If in your brain, listen to this, y'all. If in your brain you grab, oh, where's my tea, kid? I'm tripping. Let's go tell me I need some tea up in here, up in here, up in here. So, <laughs> I was saying this, bro. Listen, when you identify with the story, you give up your creation power. 
Now, instead of being the I am in the story, you became the story, so you wrote your story. Mmm. Sips tea. I'm telling you. So, don't identify the story. Identify. Don't identify with the story. Identify the story. And identify that you are a character in this story. And you can also rewrite the story. So don't identify with the story. Identify the story and say you are the master of this story and you can recreate the story. Um, this Minty. So let's keep going up with these 12 stories. And I'm going to give you a strategy of how to go and dismantle the, the hardwired of those subconscious links. But you have to get present enough to be able to do that. We did that in the Rising Prime today. So this month is focused on healing. And by the fourth day, I feel like I'm on like I've unlocked something today in my life that I feel like boom is gonna take me to the next level. But let's keep going with those 12 stories in the world. Aside from sickness, is tragedy. Something tragic in yourself. Something tra tragic happened in your life. And because of that tragedy, um, you tend to also feel like things are going good for me, but eventually it will go left, right? And that sort of, that almost rewrites, that almost says, oh, okay, every six months, this is what's going to happen. You literally are manifesting that because you've identified with the tragedy too much. Remember this. If you ever read Shakespeare, tragedies happen so they shift the character's story. Tragedies don't necessarily happen and they determine the story. They then take over everything else. The tragedy happened in a character's life and then the, act, the character then has to decide what they're going to do. It's either they're going to grow so they can overcome this tragedy or they're going to be consumed by the tragedy. In every instance in a story, there's this, they call this, these 12 stories are also put in movies. Tragedy, there's, in every character's plot, there is a tragedy. In between the tragedy is what they call, right, is the beginning of the climax, or what they call, it's not the climax, it's called um, the built-up. The built up to the climax is after the tragedy. What did it call that again? The somebody comment that, right? The built up after the tragedy leads to the climax. So let's say you had a big tragedy in your life. This is when the character then grows from that tragedy, or some people then replay the tragedy over and over and over. Then the movie would end. If you watch the movie, something like life was going good, right? Life is going. And this is movies are based on life. Life is going good. Characters waking up. They're having a great day. And everything is good. And then all of a sudden, they face a sudden thing that happened in their life. And they just like, whoa, I got to change. But what if they didn't go on the journey of change? All you did was you saw the movie. You saw what you saw in the first 10 minutes of the movie over and over for 60 minutes. You saw the first 10 of the movie for like 90 minutes. You would be bored in that movie. 
you'd be like, wait, is this character going to get stronger? So why am I saying that? I'm saying that to say, hey, when you reach a strategy and when you reach a tragedy in your life, you don't replay the tragedy. You say, hey, where do I need to go so I can grow? Now, after each character in the movie faces a tragedy, they have a change of environment. A change of environment happens because the character says, this tragic moment happened in this place. If I'm going to find a solution, I need to get out of this situation to find a solution. So usually the character leaves the situation and they trying to have a discovery. But what does the character need for this? They need a second voice. They need another person in the formula. Even Batman, right? Needs that now you're like, oh, now the character leaves the plot, they have to tap in to a teacher. Now, this teacher comes in two forms always, one of which um, both of which can be about the same. The first form is you become your teacher. You when you go through a tragedy, it starts to teach you. But it's either then you start to learn consciously or subconsciously. Each tragedy, I'm closing my eyes because I gotta really tap into this. Each tragedy. Are going to teach you but it's either you're learning consciously or subconsciously the tragedy that teaches you and you're learning subconsciously is you never know what learning you're doing so let's go back to one of the comments let's say you're afraid to open up fully when you encounter a person who's showing kind action. So, what is this? Maybe, at some point, you and you met somebody who was showing, what I like to say, pseudo-kind action. And their pseudo-kind action was, in their heart, they wanted something. It was never kind action. It was abuse. It was, I want to take your power, so I'm going to mask, right? It was a wolf in sheep clothing. And because of that, you saw, now you saw a sheep, and you thought it was a sheep. And you're like, yo, a sheep, lovey-dovey sheep, let me play with the sheep. And then the wolf came out, like, wait, I thought you was a... What happens? Your heart stopped. Your, your your brain just memorized like, yo, this was a woven sheep clothing. So then your mind says, I will never trust a sheep again. Your mind says, I will never trust a sheep again. So every person that is a sheep, you don't see a sheep, you see a wolf. The reason why you see a wolf is because... Your tragedy taught you, but the perception was only led on a false assumption and it was not made from a 
a point of discernment. It was made of a point from a sheep is a a sheep. You're saying a sheep have to be a wolf because one sheep was a wolf. You're not saying, oh, this sheep was a wolf. But all sheep are not wolves. It's like this all lives matter thing. It's like this whole thing. Unless you make that distinction, like that's why the next part of uncovering your stories is good because if you subconsciously learned, then why you think that you, oh, I didn't learn nothing from it. Your brain did. You just learned something that is not serving you because it's false information. Your brain is only trying to keep you surviving. Your brain is not trying to keep you thriving. Because your brain is out here to keep you alive. Your brain is not necessarily trying to keep you um, in the moment. In fact, your brain is saying, let me get information from the past. So that way you can save yourself. But God didn't allow us to be like the animals, only solely operating out of our instinct, out of our instincts or out of the programs, God gave us the choice to make conscious decisions because we're conscious beings. So the difference between the, the gazelle who's hardwired to run at the side of a lion is that in you, is that you can see a lion and you can say, I choose to be brave. Mm. Okay, I gotta plug this right quick. I'll be right back. The difference between you and a cattle, and I know you're tapping in because you're tapping in. So I know you're not going in. I'm telling you right now, I'm about to give you something. And stay in. Don't leave. Keep tapping in. Just bear with me. Okay. Those who have ears, let them hear. So God has it set up that he makes you able to discern a wolf in a sheep clothing. God has it in his wisdom that he says, you know what? I can't make everything a conscious activity for men and women. I need to make stuff subconscious activities. But I'm going to give them enough consciousness that they can go back in and they could take control of their subconscious and rewire it and program it to match what they want to manifest. So all I'm saying is go back and you have to look at the tragedy from a godly power that is within you and you have to be able to observe and have a discernment to pick from the survival mechanisms and say, hey, I'm going to use this as a tool of observation, but I'm not going to make this my lens. We can't walk around making decisions of our subconscious. We are not subconscious living beings. We have a consciousness. We have consciousness. So we have to make decisions based on what is. So, for instance, let's put me in this case. I'm not a wolf in sheep clothing. 
Because a wolf in sheep clothing does not tell you. A wolf wearing a sheep face is not going to tell you about their sheep activities and their sheep insecurities. <laughs> a wolf in sheep clothing want to paint the picture of being the best sheep. I'm here to say to you that I am not the best sheep. Today alone, I was sitting... And I'll, I'll go there. I just tore up stories. But listen, this work, like I tell y'all, this work is done by the people who says, I want to do the work. They come in the tribe. We do it together. But I want to make this live as real as I can and leave the workshops and the details. Because I go into details about this stuff. Let's leave that for the tribe. But tap into this. Sometimes... In your life, you're looking for a sheep. And this is just an analogy. You're looking for love. But because your brain has ident every <sighs> because we play a game, every being in this world is trying to wear sheep clothing to get what they want. And Everybody is trying to make it seem like there's something to get what they want out of you. And to some extent, we all can admit we've done it. And because we've done it, that in itself is why we should forgive those who've done it. Because <laughs> he did it too. So I'm not going to say, oh, okay, some people, some people are, no, 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 I did it. I've, I've worn I've worn some clothes to act like I'm a sheep so I can get in the place so I can fit in right you you've literally worn clothes so since you were a kid how long have you been wearing clothes that's a sheep clothing we were a sheep's clothing when you tried to change up your image so you could fit in their herd <laughs> come on now. You're like, I'm going to fit in the herd. But guess what? You might try to feed in the, the sheep herd, but you are a freaking wolf. And the wolves have their own hunting mentality. They have their own pack. So when we are not being real with ourselves, it can lead to all types of ways. I can get in the rut of analogies because the analogies just go so deep, so deep. I'm like, I'm trying to reel myself back out of it. <laughs> I was like, wait, where, where did I leave the story? Where was I? I'm like, damn, I'm in that. There's so many open ends. So, yeah, bear, yeah, bear with me. Bear with me. Whew. But I'm saying at some point, you have to understand this. And let's do this exercise together. Go back into a time in your life. And if this is the only thing you get from the podcast, this in itself would serve the purpose. Right? Go back into a time in your life where you saw a sheep. Now, sometimes it's easier to look at it as a person that you dealt with that took advantage of you. Or a person you dealt with that you thought was one thing or wasn't. Um, because you can associate a face. Those emotions come up easier. Boom. 
you're putting yourself back in that state. But while you're putting yourself back in that state, I want you to remember that you are going in and you're observing. So you're going to feel some stuff, but it's not you. You're just observing it. Boom. Now, I want you to keep seeing the good sides of this person showing you their sheep clothes or their sheep face. See the beautiful side. Like all lovey-dovey, beautiful sheep clothing. See them being Mr. Nice Guy, Mr. Nice Girl. See them showing you what you wanted to see. And feel how that feels like. The sense of calm and peace that you get with knowing that, yo, this person is being true. And then all of a sudden, I want you to imagine, boom, right? I did that on purpose, intentionally. Wolf came out, out of a sheep's face. Instead of a smile, it's like you met with a frown. Instead of like, ah, things are good, it's like, do what I say. Or instead of even worse, I'm going to eat you. Visualize that. And then now, don't respond to fear. Breathe in, breathe out. Don't respond with fear. No, let, bad way to say it. Respond with certainty that you are not this situation. That's a better way to say it. Don't say what you're not going to respond by. Say what you're going to respond. Respond with certainty that you're just experiencing this right now. So you saw a wolf's face. You breathe in, you breathe out and said, hmm, who is this wolf trying to fool? You're not a sheep. You're a wolf. I see you. I see. I can see through you. I see through this person and what they were trying to do. And hmm, I see, I observe. These are the types of people I need to be conscious of. The wolves that wear sheep clothes. Hmm. Be conscious of those sheeps, those pseudo sheeps. Interesting. Breathe in, breathe out. Those wolves, hmm, ain't they something? <laughs> they really almost had me fooled there. <laughs> Those wolves. <laughs> okay. Well, that's a learning experience. Breathe in, breathe out. And let the wolves go so you can grow. Recognize them as they are wolves in sheep's clothing. Now you open your eyes and you're going throughout life. Now the next time you see a sheep, don't let your memory say that's a wolf. Ask yourself, is this really a sheep? And then judge the sheep by the content of its character and by the revealing of its face and not by your memorized expectations. And if you do that, then you will be judging or you will be perceiving people as they are and not judging people as you expect them to be. So that was that was that's the exercise. This is a powerful one. It's an exercise you actually visualize and do. And we were doing that in the rising along with the meditation and the movement. It changed your life. The science behind it 
is that you're active you're activating your neocortex and when you activate your neocortex you're able to step back and look at your amygdala and then you could feel the response in the body and then you consciously send out programs to say hey oh this is not the response i'm not the response this is just my body memory and then you choose to respond differently and then you do that enough times you do those meditations enough that you start to untrain and rewire your mind so you re you untrain you change your mind but you got to get yourself in a meditative state a detachment state enough to do that so i teach that so i be teaching all this stuff and today i was like today i was wondering to myself and i'm gonna be real with y'all i have some vices in my life right i was like i gotta take the advice and stop taking the vice because i'm like bro i am dope and when I say I am, I'm talking about my spirit. When I'm coming from a spiritual place, I'd be like, I am dope. I was like, can I be in this spirit all the time? And today I was like, man, imagine if I never took the vice and I only took the advice of my spirit. I'd be like, whoa. In fact, it scares me. It scares me how wise I am and how stupid I am at the same time. <laughs> Let me sip on this tea right quick. Because I don't like to say it. Because I don't like it. The ego don't like it. Because I'm like, Ed, you are so wise. And I'm like, you are so stupid. Because <laughs> your wisdom lets you know of like, man, why you keep re residing in your carnal nature. Because you're like, man, I know so much. So yourself is, your body's like, oh, you know a lot, huh? Mm, why are you not using it? You're like, oh man, I am woke. You're like, you're woke, but why are you still sleepwalking though? <laughs> Your body, I'm telling you. So I'm at a point in my life right now, I'm thinking to my life like, bro, I can be touching so much lives. And I'm like, do I want to choose this vice? Or I wanna, do I want to go for the advice of my spirit? Like, do I want to wake up every day giving my power to the caffeine, giving my power to the ganja, or do I want to meditate more? Do I want to pray more? Like, even things like this, right? Do I want to watch pornography, or do I want to cultivate my sexual energy and put it out in the form of books? Questions that need answers. Do I want to drain my energies with meaningless sex or do I want to meaningfully go inside of like these are questions. These are things. These are healing decisions that we have to make. Like, bro, do I want the pleasures of my carnal being or do I want the treasures of my spirit, spiritual capabilities? And when you're able to say, man, I choose the pleasure, the I choose the treasure of my spirit and not the pleasure of my carnal nature. You tap into a higher self. When you say, I choose the treasure of my spirit and not the pleasure of my carnal nature, you elevate your being. Now, most people are not able to stick through to make this decision. 
because it's like you feel like you're letting go of yourself i'm here to say you're not letting go of you you just letting go of what you identify yourself as and sometimes it's best serving to let go of your identity to create a new version of you so unless you let go of what once was you won't grab onto what can be unless you let go of what you're familiar to you won't grow into what you can become familiar with so part of this process is letting go letting go to the fullest letting go so he can grow so at some point you have to say man i do not choose this story like i let the stories communicate to me let them be a lesson but i'm not choosing to keep this perpetuating perpetuating abandonment by abandoning i'm not gonna let perpetuating rejection by rejecting like i'm not gonna perpetuate betrayal by betraying i'm not gonna perpetuate abuse by abusing i'm not gonna perpetuate sickness by saying i'm sick look at me i'm gonna choose to be well I'm not going to choose to keep perpetuating the story of tragedy by expecting tragedy to happen. I'm not going to keep perpetuating the stories of war by creating war within me every single day, visualizing the war that happened. I'm not going to stay, oh, yo, this natural disaster happened, so, yo, that's my life. I'm going to create how, I'm going to figure out how to tap into the beauty of nature rather than focus on a natural disaster. You got to say, yo, my family may have been persecuted on the basis of my generational traumas, but I'm going to res resurrect out of the persecution that they tried to put on my family, on my bloodline. I'm going to come out of the generational traumas and I'm going to free myself and step into my destiny. We can't identify with the story. We have to let the story be a building point where we make a, a determined action to like, yo, I'm going to take a new path. So look, every story in the movie says, look, they tried to break me. The situation tried to come for me. But out of that, they built me. They built a fire within me. And now instead of me going six feet deep, I show people how to go deep within and come out on top. So your story is just here to build your history. So that way you can know his story. So you can help others and create a wonderful thing in the world. But we can't just stay in it. So we're not going to let poverty let us keep perpetuating poverty in our lives yes we were impoverished then but we're not impoverished souls we're abundant ones so yes i remember when we had to watch how much money we spend however now it's like it's a different mentality all that is created was created for me to be blessed with birth defects I'm going to use every inch of me to praise the name of the Lord. I'm going to use every inch of me to praise that I'm alive. It's not the fact that I'm not normal. It's the fact that I am. 
And I'm not going to let this story be like, yo, look at me. I don't have what they have. No, look at me. I am in spite of not having what they have. Look at me. I am in spite of not having a limb like the next man. Look at me. I am in spite of having an illness. Look at me. I am in spite of not being able to walk. Look at me. I am. I'm a spirit. I'm, I'm talented. I'm gifted in spite of it. So we don't look at our stories. Yo, I had a defect from birth. A, defer, a defect from birth does not make you defective. A defect from birth does not make you defective. It is showing how powerful God is. God is saying, in spite of it, you were born with no legs. You were born with no limbs. But you still are here living. Somebody says, I can barely move my muscles. I was born with muscle, my dystrophy of my muscles, but yet I am still.